Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Welcome to another Spock Sports Show podcast on Buck 92 Podcasting. Well, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, we are presented by Barbary Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. You have a car accident, injury claim, divorce, trust, wills, anything you need legally. Joe Barbary and their team is the place to call. It's not calling a 1-800 number. They're in the phone book. You know Joe. He was the first lawyer in Michigan on the back of the phone book. And he is my attorney, and he can be yours too. Joe Barber, if you have any legal need, that is the man to call. Big sponsor of all the high school sports stuff we do here. And oh, I've got a special one for you this week, talking with Damon Brown as he stepped down after 16 years coaching the Varsity Girls basketball program at Sacred Heart Academy. About 20 when he counted in his JV time. 13 district championships, but that's about the least impressive thing when you talk to the man about what he did at Sacred Heart Academy. Let's get into that conversation. Caught an exit interview, I guess, maybe. I'm down at Alma College talking with Damon Brown. What's your exact title here at Alma College now, Damon? Uh, Vice President for Student Affairs and Chief Diversity Officer. All right, and no longer Sacred Heart Academy right. basketball varsity coach. Um, 16 years. When you go back... I mean, we'll talk about the success in a minute, but what are those moments, the feelings, and the thoughts that, that kind of come to your mind? You know, it's funny. I had to do I had to do a, a similar thing uh, last week for somebody, and it just it, it, the the years start flowing together because you don't quite realize how long you've been somewhere. And so, I mean, when you add in the JV years, it's really been twenty years. All right. And so it's like two decades. And uh, I think about all the girls that that's had a chance to that I've had a chance to and privilege to work with over the years. Um, and I look at the the, the, the women women today and to see where they're at they're doctors they're lawyers they're social workers they're you know and so that just fills my heart the most to play to have played a small part in their life is really is, is so meaningful to me and and also the girls it's not about the wins and the losses those were cool but really to be a part of their life and help them to watch them grow and develop into you know amazing citizens today moms doctors, lawyers, whatever it may be, those, whatever those roles they have, it's, that's the most rewarding part for me. And so it's, I can't believe it's been two decades, to be quite honest. And so when I see uh, former players now with kids, I'm like, geez, so it's, it's really been that long. It seems like yesterday you were in the gym. Um, but it was funny. I remember I was in the, um, I was at the post office uh, probably about a month or so ago. And this is right around time when I made the announcement after the, after the last game there. And I, there was one player that uh, my first year coaching, and uh, I just kind of lost track of her. And so I was like, gosh, I wonder what she's doing these days. And, it, and it, li- it literally hit me that morning. And so I remember going to the post office that day, walked in the post office, and right there behind the, the postmaster desk there, there she was. <laughs> and so I'm wondering, I'm like, I wonder if she remembers me. And so I walk up there, and she's like, what's up coach? How you doing? And it was, we picked up like we had never, and that's 20 years ago. And you just, you just have those moments where you sometimes really, you forget as a coach, the impact that you can have on somebody's life when it's done the right way. And so that's, for me, that's, that's, you know, like I said, it's never been about the trophies, the banners, you know, I never got into some coaching. I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm, I was not a coach that I got into the gym um, to be around Keisha. That was really, that was my whole point. Um, but along the way, I fell in love with coaching and I fell in love with Sacred Heart. And so, as they say, the rest is history. Well, I think what you do is you serve young people. Mm-hmm. It's what you're doing here at Alma College. Correct. It's what you did at CMU. And so I think that serving young people almost was a great catalyst to, well, all right, I'm going to start with this and the coaching will kind of be secondary. Yeah. 
It kind of ended up working out in the end. It 16 is. years, 13 <laughs> district titles. I'm going to make you talk a little bit about that success. Um, does that shock you to hear that? Thir- and I was talking with somebody earlier, uh, actually Brett Heibel uh, at the, the Hero Center, and I says, well, in one of those years, one of those three years, was Scout's senior year when you guys lost to Fowler with their crazy triangle yeah. in two. Yes. And so it could have been 14 easily, but yes. 13 out of 16. When you hear that number, does that shock you a little? It does. It does. Because I, I, I never – like I said, I never thought my, I never called myself a coach, and so you know I, I I attribute a lot of the success to the girls because really you know I was blessed to have some really good players, and so you know I think we were learning at the same time early on. Um, but it really you know there was just this drive and this passion, and I'm very much a person who once I commit to something, I want to do it right, and I, I have a huge a huge level of responsibility within me that I can't let people down, and so once I committed to to saying, I'm going to do this. When Mark Denoyo stepped down, I said, this is what I want to do. You know, I really went all in. Um, I will say that first year when the, when we didn't, you know, that team was, you know, of course you lose, you know, you lose a Class D player of the year and Kelsey Denoyo's that year. Rachel Jackson, all, great point guard, who's at Mount Pleasant coaching now, um, and a couple and, and a six-foot post player, uh, Elizabeth Ebright. You lose those players, but still, we were still loaded coming back. And so to not make it out of districts, I felt like I was just like, oh, like I, I just wasn't ready for coaching. <laughs> that first year, the game was moving way too fast. But I had to really go back in and focus in on, you know, how can I become better? How do I get better? And so then it then it just began from there. And, you know, we were just driven. We were focused. Um, and it was the success of the program, like the, the tradition of 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 working hard all year and setting a goal and wanting to be a district championship. And then before you, you win so many districts and you're like, okay, well what's next? And like, we want to win a regional and you get there and okay, okay, now what's next? And we want to get to a quarter. And so, you know, we went for a long time, but we, we never won a quarterfinal and to be able to get over to that hump, and win a quarterfinal and make it to the final four, it was just it was just amazing. You were in Cadillac when yes. you guys won that final four, and I, I think I was still was it Vine? I was still doing the Vine videos yeah. oh, back yeah. then, <laughs> and I had a Vine of you just going bonkers up and down, fist pumping on the sideline, and I remember Kurt. You know, Kurt was, you know, so knowledgeable yep. as I'm trying to become these days or whatever. And he knew that, you know, you guys had lost, I think, yeah. three or four, four. straight in the four. regional. And yep. so yep. to get over that hump was such a big deal. And then after you guys got over that hump, you stayed over that hump yeah. for quite a bit. Yeah. I believe it was four to six four years where yep. you guys went to the state semifinals yep. or so. And yeah. yes. you, you talked about the players. I mean... Sarah Hansen, Avery Gamble, Riley Terwilliger, <laughs> Scout Nelson, the the five seniors. We'll yeah. talk about that class in a minute. You've just been blessed to have yeah. some great, great players. Talk talk a little bit about yeah. them, and I'm going to make you do it. If you had to pick, you know, ten <laughs> seconds left, you know, ball, you know, who, oh, you, who wow, you going wow, to? Wow, wow, that's now that's unfair. That is, so <laughs> you know, it's. The players first. It's you know they were just great girls, and it, and and basketball player basketball outside of it, they were just some great young women who who I just really loved being in the gym with, and that's what made the job so much fun was that they were just awesome people, and so you know to get them in the gym and the fun times that we had, and then see them really just turn on light to go compete. That was that was the best part there. Um, you know, you talk about the Avery Gambles. I'll, I'll go all the way back to, you know, Chelsea Mills. Well, see, that was before my you know, time. Before your you time. Know, I yep. mean, really, that's what really got it all started for me was Chelsea Mills. And she was, you know, I, I talked about I talked about her today to teams today, and they're like, well, who is that person? And, you know, she walked in the gym one day a few years ago, and I was like, that's that's Chelsea Mills. And they're like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> so I mean, but she was she was that player who epitomized what it meant to be a Sacred Heart uh, Lady Irish basketball player. Just work hard, work ethic, leave it on the floor, and you know that's what I always talked about: um, character, courage, and commitment. You know, when, uh, to be a part of this program, you've got to embody those three things. And the players that you just mentioned, and so many more, embody that. You know, and it's something that you kind of just you're part of something bigger than you. And you recognize that you've got to you got to get on board. Yep. And and every girl over the years have found a way to get on board because they recognize that you know everybody plays a part in this. For every Sarah Hansen, there's an Andrea Gaitinko who who really didn't play a lot, but her impact on the program was immeasurable. You know the what the stuff that she did when girls came off the bench, and we called her the mom, the team mom on the bench <laughs> yeah. because she was the one that was that emotional support. Um, and so, I mean, girls still talk about that to this day. And so it's just amazing that, you know, everyone's got to be able to, to, to take their role in, but I mean, Sarah Hansen, Erica Hansen, you know, Avery, um, Riley, um, the freedom girls. I mean, the list just goes on and on of girls who have really had an impact. So, I mean, when you ask, you know, 10 seconds on the clock, who am I drawing a playoff floor for? It's, you know, it's really, it's really hard because you sit here and I think about that 2014 state championship game, you know, we don't win that game. If the best player on the court doesn't pass the ball. And Riley buries that corner Barry, three. Riley buries that three. You know, but, you know, Sarah was a Class D player of the year that year. And so, you know, she could have easily taken a shot. You know, but she recognized that, you know, that, she, that her teammate, she trusted the play. And more importantly, she trusted me because that was a play that we had drawn up and run all year. Um, she trusted the play. And I oftentimes I still watch that final play. And Sarah had an open look. You know, but the girl from uh, Crystal Falls was running at her, and she saw Riley in the corner. As we drew it up, we knew that was going to happen. We knew Sarah was going to demand so much attention. Riley was wide open in the corner, and so so it's really hard because because you've got players like a Sarah and Riley who can who you, who I drew many plays up for Avery the same way, Erica the same way. So I don't know if there's necessarily one. I mean, Scout Sophie. I mean, the list is yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I've just been you know at the end of the day, man. I've just been blessed with some really, 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 really good players, and you know, for me to have to sit here and, and there's so many players that's not jumping in my mind right now that you know they might not have been the first option. But they're a pretty good second option too. You know, I think about Skyler. You know, Skyler Nelson. I mean, she's one that you know could have knocked a shot down for. It's just, you know, it's just we just we just had a great run, and it's you know it's, it's kind of it's it's really surreal. It's bonkers to the week in a school of an enrollment of like 120 <laughs> right now. Like right, I said, we're right. naming off 10 percent of the kids. Right. You know, to be the kids going back, it yes. seems like because there was just so many outstanding players. Yeah. Yes. Um, for me, the the team that sticks out, and they. You know, I always joked that, uh, you know, I did a lot of substitute teaching, and if I didn't end up getting to the broadcast, I'd probably be working in a school, and there was a group of kids at Odyssey who kind of, you know, broke my shell uh-huh. and kind of allowed me to be myself and like, oh, yeah, I can just be me here too. Right. And I got to give credit to the group of girls. It was Reitz, Ruggles, Nowak, Terwilliger, Yonker, all seniors that year. Mm-hmm. Scout, pretty pretty much a senior, senior as well. Right, right. They kind of broke my broadcasting shell a little bit too because I remember, you know, Megan in particular was just such a vocal person or whatever. I'll never forget uh, Ashley had a good girl the year before or whatever. I remember she didn't come out or whatever, but I remember I was at the Ashley game and Meg comes walking out and why did you pick this one? <laughs> you know, kind of, and I just and it just made me start laughing. Like I said, just all those conversations that yeah. those girls had made made me so much more comfortable in talking to future athletes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so that's the team that, that sticks out to me. And guys, I think twenty five and all before falling to Crystal Falls Forest Park and 
Brees Scalabrini, if it wasn't yeah. for COVID year, have records that would never probably right. be be right. broken. Yeah. But and uh, you know the the press conference after that game that really got some attention as well, just because of the attitude up there. Right. And you know, so t- t- is there a team that sticks yeah. out to you? And like I said, for you, it might be your first one. Mm-hmm. It might be that state champion one. Is you know, and like I said. Yeah, it's, it's impossible I mean, for you to choose. Let's it is. Be real. It's hard because each team is so different. And you look at Team Fifty, that that team that you're talking about, that 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 team right there was a really really special team and a group that had been together for a couple of years. Um, and and their accomplishments off the court was just as amazing as the accomplishments on the court. Um, you know, so that's a good group, great group. You know, I mean, you think you talk about Megan? No, I mean, I remember Megan. You know, she had a great game against Carson City that year. I think she hit like three three pointers right away. Yes, and actually, I remember her being the player of the game. Yes. And it was, I think, you know, I think Sophie or somebody might have ended with a bunch mm-hmm. of points. But yeah. I remember Kurt. It was still Kurt. You know, Kurt was like, she doesn't do that at the beginning. Yeah. You know, this game doesn't yeah. doesn't happen. I mean, she was so locked in that game. I remember she coming off the court and she had that last one and had let that last three there early on. And then Carson called a timeout, and she's coming to the court. She's like, we own this court. This is our court. <laughs> and she was just so fired up. Um, but that's a good team there. And then I go back to my team, the first team that went to the quarterfinals. Um, that year we lost to, um, oh, gosh, uh, uh, from up north. Uh, Frankfurt. Jaz- Jasmine Hines. Um, oh, Galen yeah. St. Mary, Frankfurt. Oh, you know, like I said, I'm going through Central the Lake, Central Lake. All right. Central Lake. Um, you know, that group was a special team as well. That's my second year. Um, second year, team had no expectations. Nobody knew who they were. That was Chelsea Mills and, uh, uh, and Rita Pawar's senior year. And, I mean, we just went on a run. And, uh, you know, probably the best game that I've been a part of at Sacred Heart High School was Sacred Heart Bill City District Championship in our gym. And so that place, I mean, people was hanging from the rafters. You know, Bill had a nice team that year. They actually had a really good team that year. They had three solid players that year. Um, they had actually beat us early in the regular season pretty handily. And so, you know, that was a really special group. And for us to get all the way to the quarterfinal and take, you know, Miss Basketball, um, you know, to overtime. You know, Biffy Hunter, you know, hits a, a late three with like, you know, five seconds left on the clock um, to send it to overtime. You know, that's one of those games where, you know, as you get older, you reflect back and you're like, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. You know, we, we came with a whole game plan for, for Jasmine Hines, and, you know, she was 6'4", you know, she was Avery, yep. you know, uh, but a lot more stockier, a lot more built, and, and she was a power lifter. She was a, she was a beast. You know, so we had a whole new game plan for her. Well, the game plan didn't work. You know, <laughs> I think the final score was like, like you know, 47 to 43, and she had, you know, 40, 44 of their points. <laughs> so so it didn't – so I'm like, we should never change the game plan. We've been fine. You know, so that group was a good group. And so I don't think there's ever a team, one team that's better than others. Each team is just unique. You know, I tell everybody probably my 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 one of my favorite teams of all time um, would probably be um, as a group that didn't – we didn't advance out of districts. Um, we ended up losing to St. Pat's. Uh, in our on our home court, but that was you know Sarah. I think it was Sarah's sophomore year, and that was probably the most athletic team I've ever had. Um, not a lot of size, but boy, we can run. We had you know Sarah, we had Kelly Jackson, we had Tara Troop, um, we had Predom. I mean, so we just had we out there just running folks down, um, and it was just, and we just played a fun brand of basketball that year. Um, and so each team is different. Each team holds a a different place in my heart. Um, team Fifty will always be special just because of the the nature of how that team was put together. And yeah, I think it was as soon as the season before was done, it yeah. was like. Oh wow, they're all they're, they're all coming, coming back. back. They're all coming back, and they were focused on what they wanted to do. Um, you know, 
you know, of course, you want to get that final win. You want to get that last win. And again, that's still a game I have not watched and probably will never watch. Um, but how, you know, that just shows that it's more than basketball. You know, it's more than basketball. You, you lose a game like that and how you lost, it was just, you know, it's a special group. And that group is, you know, every group that's is, is unique and special. And that group is just one of the ones. Yeah, and the fact that it was Team 50, you know what I mean? Kind yeah. of just, you know, funny as well. Yeah, absolutely. Time for us to take a break here on Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. When we come back, talking with more, the GOAT, Damon Brown, one of the greatest coaches I'll ever have, the good fortune of coming in contact with. Talking about his 16 years at Sacred Heart Academy. More when we come back on Spock Sports Show, presented by Barberry Law Firm. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. Let's get right back into that great conversation with Damon Brown, talking about his 16 years as Sacred Heart Academy head basketball coach. I talked about the 13 out of 16, but I've joked about this with you the last couple of years, and I said I probably ended up jinxing you. I went back and looked for a, a long time. It took me a while to figure it out, but you had never, ever had a losing streak right. until you lost three. And for people... Three in a row is a losing streak or right. a winning streak. Two, right. it's, two is two in a row. You right. know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so you had never lost three in a row, and I think that kind of goes back to the not just necessarily the girls, but the commitment program right. kind of thing or whatever. Talk about that yeah. a little bit. And yeah. That's something I don't think you had ever thought of until my you know broadcaster oh, dork yeah. pointed it out. It's funny you pointed out. I'd never thought of that before, and, and it's just, you know, it's – you know, the girls have, and we've lost games over the years, but there was always something about this program. And we lost a game. It was really about, you know, what happens next. You know, and so we, I would always talk to the girls about, hey, this one is over and done with. What's important is how do you respond? You know, and so they would come to practice the next day ready to work. They wanted to get better. They, they took that loss personally. And depending on how they played, you know, depending on, you know, you know, what happened, I mean, there we would, you know, we've had some tougher practices after that. But, you know, the good teams, they welcomed that. You know, there, there was always, the, you know, there would always be some fear about, you know, what's going to happen at practice today. And, you know, Christina Lilly was great over the years because Christina was always the ones that the girls would go to to kind of, you know, okay, what's practice going to be like today? You know, <laughs> how's coach? Um, and so and so and some people didn't realize Christina was, like, harder than I was. And so they, they were calling the wrong person. <laughs> so, but it's just, you know, they, this, this program – with the girls that have come through the programs in the 20 years I was there, even when Mark was there, they were just built differently. Like they didn't, there was no fear. There was no, um, you know, there was no fear of, of what was going to happen. Um, they welcomed it. They embraced it. They were, because they wanted to get that, they, there was a goal. And, you know, if, if one team fell short, that next year's team wanted to keep it going. They wanted to be the one that was going to get over the hump. So it was like, 
you know, we win, we win a district. Okay, we want to we want to win a regional now. So if that team fell short winning a regional, then that next year we're going to win a regional. You know, okay, and then then we had that stretch of you know four or five years where we couldn't get past the quarterfinal. We lost, I think it was five. We lost five quarterfinals. We can never get over the hump of a quarterfinal. And then then we got over that hump. And they were like, we're going to be the team that's going to get over hump. And so that game in Cadillac you talked about, I mean, that was that was more than just a game. That was that was a program builder right there because we needed to see ourselves winning a quarterfinal. And that was a tough quarterfinal. And that's unfortunately, I've, I've tried everywhere to try to find that game in all my film because that was probably one of – and I've been a part of a lot of games, but that's probably one of the top top ten games in my twenty years that I've been a part of because that that environment was an amazing environment. Um, Frankfurt is a great program, great tradition, just like we had. It was a great basketball game, um, and again that year, you know, you win a state champs, people think you're supposed to win. We weren't supposed to win that. I think you guys had five losses. Yeah, seven losses that year. Right <laughs> we were, we were on nobody's radar screen, you know. But you've got a senior like Sarah Hansen who was just. I'm not going to lose. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm not going to lose. You know, she was a one-person press break. I mean, people try to press us, and you give Sarah the ball and get out of her way. And then Avery had come into her own as a sophomore that year. And then you got Riley as a shooter. You had Lexi. I mean, so we were really, really well-balanced. And we just had to, you know, as with most sports, most teams, you've got to wait for it all to come together. You know, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. You know, as I tell the girls all the time, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's got to take time. You got to work. You got to process. You got to come together as a team. We got to figure out what's going to work. And that year, everything just clicked um, at the right time. And by the playoffs come, we were we were on a whole different level. I mean, even when we got to the, down to the, um, and I remember uh, Tim from Frankfurt. He he said, "Damon, yeah, just go win the whole thing. Y'all can win the whole thing." And that was never like I never like I was happy to win the quarterfinal. Yeah, you know. But then you got a fellow coach saying, "No, y'all can win the whole thing." And then to go down and, and beat uh, Marine City Cardinal Mooney and then find ourselves playing in the state championship game on Saturday morning, like that was like a whole <laughs> that was a whole different thing. And then, you know, you're playing against Crystal Falls with Miss Basketball again. Yep. And then that was the thing that I learned from the last time we played uh, a Miss Basketball team. It was like, you know, don't change who you are. You know, don't change who you are. And I made that mistake and I always kick myself because if, if we would have played how we normally played against – uh, Chris, uh, Jasmine Hines, you know, I think it'd been a different outcome. But we did not change who we were against Crystal Falls. We knew, I knew there was going to be some nerves going into that game, state championship game. It's on TV. Everybody named Mama watching it, you know. And so, why add more pressure of a different game plan? Just go play. And so, that was our mentality, and, and, and it worked out for us in the end. Yeah, Ben, I talked to you. I was going to cheese on you before we got on the air about I think. You know, and, and all of our coaches here in the mid-Michigan area, we're blessed to have some great coaches. But I think, you know, if I had a son or a daughter, I'd absolutely love for them to play for you someday because, the, the I, you know, I wrote a little article about poise, 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 and i got to give, you know, John Bevere some credit for that as well. Uh, you know, and if anybody watched you the past 20 years on the sidelines, you very rarely got upset. You ever get a technical foul? That ever oh, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we had a stretch there. We would go over to Nouvelle. <laughs> all right, all right. And when Nouvelle was rolling, and we were actually pretty good at well. We Mark Denoise always talk about. You know, we want to be. We want to measure ourselves against other teams. And so the team at that point in time um, was Nouvelle. Nouvelle was rolling, and so we were we were right there. Um, but of course, Nouvelle was a big Class C school. But they were, you know, we wanted to see where we were at. And so, you know, unfortunately, Mark had stepped down before we got Nouvelle on the schedule because everybody wanted to play Nouvelle. All right. And so we had finally got them on the schedule, and we had them on there for about a four or five-year stretch. 
And yeah, every time I was good for a tech every time that we went to Nouvelle. <laughs> all right, because all right, it was just yeah. a different it was just a different environment. Yep. You know, it's a different type of officiating, a different type of game. And, I, and you try to you try to tell the girls that it, it, this isn't mid Michigan basketball. You go over to Saginaw, it's a different yeah. basketball. And so yeah. that was that was my one a year. So I probably gotten we played in four I probably gotten three over my time. All right. All, <laughs> all, right, all yeah. at Nouvelle. All yeah. Nouvelle. You know, uh, we started calling you, you know, Mr. Smooth because yeah. you were just Mr. <laughs> Smooth on the sideline and that reflected onto your girls and you talked about the success some of them have gone on to have in their lives. And I think that reflected on them continuing the rest of their lives and said that's the important thing. People don't realize how big of an impact anybody has on a right. teenage kid right you know some people you're around them for five years they don't impact your life some people you're around them for five minutes and they really impact right. your life it's important yeah. to remember yeah. how much we can impact people every day but the impact you had on all the girls it just seems like it was always so positive and people ask me to you know describe you know sacred heart basketball sacred heart community it, family is the only word that comes to mind i think you really really em- embrace that over the years and i think also to give them some credit, I think the girls embraced you yeah. too as well, didn't they? Yeah. Well, it was it was it was mutual, and I love those girls, and I tell them all the time. And you know, it's you know, it's special when um, when you randomly receive texts from girls. You know, when you're the when when they're still calling you or texting you, asking for information or just giving you a heads up, and and there's a lot of love there. And that's the you know those years. Um, one thing I remember the most about. Um, my time at Sacred Heart is really the girls, the relationships, because it was more than basketball. It was, it was school. It was family. It was team dynamics. It was boyfriend. It was, it was a lot of stuff. And then once they graduated, then it became college stuff. Um, and then once they graduated college, then it became life stuff. Hey, I'm gonna give you updates. And so, so it was. It's more than that. It, it's really. It is family. And it, for me, it's always been about that because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, basketball is, is a is a moment in time. You know, you play basketball for a moment in time. It's the relationships and the experiences that you will remember forever. And I've got a, as I told the girls and I told the Sacred Heart community when, when I announced my stepping down, I said, you know, I've got a lifetime of memories um, because of this place. And, you know, Sacred Heart was not, you know, was not on the radar screen for me. You know, this was, this was just something to do. You know, I'm not from Michigan. I'm not from Michigan. I'm not from Mount Pleasant. You know, and so I found this small school that really became my extension, uh, extension of a family to me. And, and I think about, we haven't even talked about the stuff with Keisha and her stuff, but that's, you know, Sacred Heart means a lot. And I owe, I owe Sacred Heart a debt that I probably would never be able to pay. Um, many of Sacred Heart folks Sacred Heart would tell you I've already paid that debt. But, you know, you, it's not about basketball for me. You know, it wasn't about those wins, those trophies, those banners. Those things just happened to happen, and they're great that they happened, um, but to impact young people's lives. And for me, it was always about I wanted, I wanted those young people to experience someone who didn't look like them because the world is filled um, with people who don't look like you, who don't come where you come from. And if they can go off into the college and off into the real world and say, hey, nope, I was, I've had somebody in my life who looks different than me. Yep. And we were able to do something positive, you know, that just really opens up their door. And, and, and so proud of all the girls today because they've, they've, they've told me that's happened to them. They've had a roommate. They've had a teammate. They had somebody in class. They've been in a group project with somebody or they work with somebody who's different. How much credit does she deserve oh my gosh. for oh. 13 of 16 district championships, oh my gosh. never losing three games in a row because, you know, and you talk about, I talked about for a moment, people, you know, for five years, they don't impact your life. I got to know your wife, Keisha, 
I'll say for five minutes of my life, and she had a big impact yeah. on my life. I'll never forget, you know, a woman who had been inflicted over and over again looking at me and saying, there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. Looking at mm-hmm. me right in the eyes and telling me that. And this was while I'm still doing angel wing stuff. And like right. I said, then it's three years later, here we are at the state right. championship, all of us, you know, celebrating and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like I said, it, you know, and you also talked about a moment in time. And you think of one shining moment, you know, the end of the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament that, right. that just happened everything. And I think that's, that's what this – you know, is for you is one shining moment yeah. that you being at Sacred Art Academy. But, uh, yeah, how much credit goes oh, to your uh, late wife, Keisha? She gets, she gets a lot of credit. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her, to be quite honest. I know at least the 2-3 zone ain't happening right, without no, her. Right, no, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Keisha was a man-to-man person. She, she Actually, she was a 3-2 zone person. So all right, all right. She did 3-2. I, I remember coming up here to watch. She was uh, going into her coach's office, and she – Syracuse was out and she was rewinding, going back, yeah, rewinding, going yep. back. Yeah, I think they ran a little bit of zone here down when she was here. Um, but no, she gets a lot of the credit. I mean, we would we would go home after games and she would she would talk to me about scenario, situation, plays to run. I never forget. I joke about this, but there was you know uh, you know Angels literally was born in the gym, and most people don't know this, but there was I had just I just started coaching uh, JV and we had a scrimmage and Keisha was in the stands watching at Sacred Heart. And our girls did horrible, and I did. I, I was a young JV coach. I didn't know how to like, how do you how do you talk to girls after loss? And they didn't. Keisha came out the stands and nine months pregnant. You know, <laughs> we're over in the corner, and she walks over. She could tell I was struggling. Yeah, and she came over and said, "I got this baby," and she went over there and just lit into the girls, and she just went off and just 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 you know just went off on them as a coach should do, and left the gym. Hour later, I'm at home watching uh, wrestling, WWE wrestling. She comes into the room and says, um, "We got to." When go. this match is over, we got to go to the hospital. I mean, labor. <laughs> and nah, so, hey, and so that's the story right you know, there. She, so she gets a lot of the credit. She was, you know, she taught me a lot. I learned a lot from her. And we back in those days, we did both. We had a small crew of us. So it was Mark, Keisha, myself, and Matt Freedom. So during the girl season, Keisha, myself, and Matt were Mark's assistant coaches. Yep. And then during the boys season, you know, we would flip it. All right. So we were all then be Keisha's assistants. And so it was, we had a great camaraderie back then and we all learned from each other. And I mean, we'd get together and just talk basketball and scout stuff out. And, you know, Keisha, um, that last, cause that time when we were doing our, our run in 2014, the boys were also on a run as well. And so I remember, think remembers Keisha was still as sick as she was she would still come to practice for both the boys and girls, helping myself and Pat out. She's giving us tips, um, plays run. She's counting down, counting down game film for us. Uh, and so it was just really cool that, you know, Pat and I both learned so much from her. I think as, as many coaches in the area have learned from her. But, yeah, she gets a lot of the credit, you know, and, and right behind her is Mark Denoyles. You know, Mark took a chance on me. You know, he was building something pretty special. Keisha was a JV coach for one year before she took over the boys' there, job there. Um, Mark didn't know me from Adam, um, but he gave me a shot. And, you know, and, and I learned a lot from him. I remember sitting in his office, his all-state office on mission there, you know, going over high-low and, and how to run high-low and, uh, and how to run certain plays. And so it's been, you know, you don't show up in these spaces by yourself. Um, you know, if I didn't have those, that type of mentorship um, at home and on the court with Keisha and then with Mark, you know, this would have been over a long time ago, you know, to be quite <laughs> yeah. honest. No matter how no matter how good players you have, you still got to have good leadership. And so um, I had two amazing people that really helped and, and helped grow me along the way. But, yeah, Keisha definitely gets a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, you know, being able to talk about that a little bit. And now 
I'm going to try and throw you under the bus here one more time. <laughs> and it might be, obviously, state title, you know, has to ring out. But if there's, what's the one moment I'm going to try and, you know, make you pick there, ask yeah. you, you know, is there one thing that you could think of that, that stands out to you? And, one, and yeah, your daughter. Or, or one mo- or whatever. Actually, well, there was a game not long ago that might be standing out to you as well, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's so many. I mean, recently, I, I you know, Sophie, uh, the Marion game this year, that was – you know, this team this year was was a special team. I mean, this is a team that had no expectations. I said it to you at the beginning of the year. This is the first time you were coming into a year without like a surefire yeah. possible all stater. Absolutely, you know no, what I mean. No all stater, just a young team, and they rolled. They rolled. They had a great season, and they knew what they wanted to do. And that's the part that I, you know, they were very clear about what their expectations were. And so, for see them to see them grow throughout the season, and to make it to that game against Mary, who was a really good team. And to find ourselves, uh, you know, down, you know, it, get to overtime. Go through that final moment. Yeah, thing. let's talk about the – I mean, before we even get there, I mean, you know, Lexi Zion, you know, gets an offensive rebound, goes up, gets fouled, you know, but she gets hurt. And so she can't go shoot the free throws. And so this is where it gets interesting because we were, you know, we, we were down two at that point with I think less than, you know, 10 seconds in the game. So we call in a sophomore off the bench – you know, who didn't even know she was shooting the free throws. And so she comes in, you know, and, and knocks down two free throws. And so we tie the game, go to overtime. You know, we call, we, we you know, we just call a play. We, we, we get fouled on one, the girl gets fouled on one end. I t- call a timeout. My last timeout says, this happens, you know, get the ball in, come up the sideline with it, and we got one shot, okay? You know, I'm going to tell you something real unique here in a second here, but, you know, we get the rebound. She misses the free throw. We get the rebound. They outlet it. The girl from Marion tips it out of bounds at half court. So now we've got, you know, two point or three point some odd seconds left in the game. I have no timeouts left, yep. you know. And so I'm literally on the sideline yelling out, drawing out a play. I'm saying, I forget who it was. I said, Somebody, go screen for Sophie. Sophie, curl off the screen. <laughs> So-and-so hit the ball, pass the ball to Sophie. Sophie shoot the three. I'm literally like, and the girls from Marion are standing right there, so they know what's about to happen. <laughs> and the coach is even saying, you know, guard, guard number two, guard number two. And so I, it was just, it was just crazy. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, the girl who was guarding Sophie, instead of going on top of the screen, she trailed behind her, and that gave Sophie just the amount of space that she needed to get a, a bank three off. You know, the crazy part about that is we win that game on a last second three on Keisha's birthday. <laughs> Your, your final, your final game. My hey, final. Yeah. Tell me, there ain't no coincidence, as she yeah, told me once upon a time, no you know, ten years ago or that so. Is, that's, she always has a way of showing up, you know. And I tell, here's one more for you. 2016, we're playing a quarterfinal game up in um, Mason County Eastern. Um, we were. That been Gaylord St. Mary. Uh, yeah, it was Gaylord St. Mary. I remember yep, that yep. one. Yeah. And we had hit a late shot. Girls started celebrating. Um, Gaylord St. Mary inbounds the ball, chucks it down the court. And I remember our girls like, oh, shoot. They turn their spring. This girl from Gaylord St. Mary's had a breakaway layup. She goes up to lay the ball up. Right when she goes to lay the ball up, ball hits off the backboards, going around the rim. Kevin Gamble walks into the gym, opens the door, walks into the gym. At the same time, the ball falls off the rim. Gets that air. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That was also Keisha's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no, there ain't no coincidences. So it's just, you know, it, there's just so many moments yeah. like that. That one was a great one. The 2014 state championships game. I mean, that's just unreal. Um, I mean, to see how that game. I mean, for Sarah to get the steal, you know, and then steal the inbounds play. Riley knocks down a two. 
you know, and then we knock down. The th- I mean, it's just, it's just things like that. You just, you, you can't draw those things up. Um, it's just, you, it's just instincts. And so there's, there's so many of those moments. I mean, I remember, you know, when Waterford was on their run, you know, they came to our gym. Uh, we finally got Waterford to come up north to play us. And, you know, Biffy Hunter knocks down a game-winning shot, a game-winning three to send the game in overtime, you know. And so it's just little moments like that. The Sacred Heart Bill City District Championship game. Yep. Amazing game. We've been – it's just been – I've been blessed to be a part of so many great moments. And, you know, every time I go back and I'll – every now I'll just watch a game just to kind of – and it might be a simple – you know, Sacred Heart Montebella game from whatever, yeah. and but it was a it was a great game because of something that happened, and it's just you know there's been a lot of great basketball, and I've been privileged and honored to have the opportunity to serve as the head coach of Sacred Heart, and I've loved every minute of it. Wouldn't change anything, and you know, I was fortunate because you hear so many horror stories of parents, coaches, you know, that negative engagement. Um, the Sacred Heart community is very special, and I've I can say. You know, I told people all the time, you know, I would coach until, you know, parents got involved. Um, Parents never got involved. And so, you know, I stopped coaching because, you know, uh, the little one has decided to move on and do her thing. And I want to be able to watch her. But also, you know, life happens and I get married again. And, um, you know, so that calls me in a different area. But the parents administration Sacred Heart has been truly, truly amazing. And, you know, you know, just as I had great, great great players had some amazing parents over the years that really became good friends. And so that's when, you know, it's special too, is that when their kids are long gone and you're still connected and you're still having conversations about, you know, what's ever happened today or, or stories from back in the day. So um, it's been a tremendous, tremendous experience and I've loved every second of it. Yeah, David, I think you and I could keep, you know, chat for forever <laughs> right, about right. it. And like I said, I, I got to thank you. Like I said, the first, you know, several years that I was a play-by-play commentator, I was able to go down to the Breslin Center because of you guys several times. So I can't, <laughs> I can't thank you enough for, for all the excess, success, all the life lessons. And like you said, it just an incredible uh, run, one shining moment. Like yeah. I said, it's just yeah. a moment in time, you said. And like I said, I just keep going back to that with the NCAA tournament just ending. That's what I think about with your career. Yeah. 13 out of 16, but the, the – so much more important than that with the lessons learned from the girls like you said I talk about them being doctors social workers and stuff like that that's the most important thing yeah. to you at the end of the day that's what matters to me it's just it's life basketball is a small part of your life but there's so many lessons that we can teach our young people during the playing the game of basketball and I think that I learned that if there's one thing I learned from Keisha that's the biggest thing um, is that you know life is so much more than a basketball but you can learn so much from the game and I think that's what we've did during our time and one thing that might be really, really cool for you next year, maybe you can check out some other girls' basketball teams in the area with this guy. We'll throw that headset on you, man. Absolutely. Whatever you need. Whatever <laughs> you need. I mean, it's, and it's, it's so fun to watch how girls' basketball has now changed in the area, and so I'm really proud of the direction. A lot of programs are going in. I mean, you talked about Mount Pleasant earlier. They're doing – Rachel's doing great stuff over there. You know, uh, Bill City, Chad's doing you know great stuff out there. Coach Claire's good. And so it's, it's great to see basketball thriving in mid-Michigan. And so, you know, we'll be back at Sacred Heart. You know, this was, you know we're going to continue to thrive there. And, and hopefully Coach Doerr will – I know he's going to – he's committed to keep it going. And so it's going to be some great basketball coming there. So I'm excited to just be a, to be a fan yep. and, and just be able to watch and, and, and appreciate, um, you know, good girls high school basketball here in mid-Michigan. All right, Damon, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, appreciate you. Another big, big thank you to Damon Brown for taking some time to chat with me. It's the latest Fox Sports Show. You can also check out the Beale City Baseball Preview and many more baseball softball previews coming ahead in the next few weeks. Another big, big thank you to Damon Brown, not just for that interview, but for the 16 years of greatness at Sacred Art Academy. Be back with you next week. Same place, same time. Fox Sports Show, Buck 92, and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. 
you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.